0: Jeez. Recorded live.
1: The same has come in His mighty power and spoken peace to my soul. And all of my life of that every hour I give
2: is Friday night, correct? Am I right? It's not Friday night, guys. Amen. <laughs> I got it right. I, I was re-listening to some of the programs. I really messed up on the days on some of them. I get everything all mixed up when it comes to this day business, what days the programs are on. But anyway, how y'all doing? Everybody doing okay?
0: Doing good, Pastor that's Don. Done? Very good, that's, thanks.
2: That's good. that's good. Praise the Lord. I'd appreciate your prayers tonight in the chat room. Uh, I've... Um, had a little rough time here the last two or three days and uh lord willing we're giving it a shot tonight uh, but i'd appreciate your prayers all during the program because if it if uh, the thing hits i have to go there will be no ifs ands buts about it i'll have to check out so if that happens you'll know what's going on anyway brother chad if you would open us in a word of prayer brother
0: yes heavenly father we are so blessed to be able to have our assembly today and I personally thank you for answering my prayer earlier, Lord. And as we continue on this evening, we we want to give thanks to you, Lord. Our, we, we pray to you in, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we talk to you, Jesus, because you are the preeminent, the, the preeminent one, that we are part of your body, Lord. And it's only through you that we can talk to our Father in heaven, your Father in heaven, Lord, the, the creator of all things, the most powerful and most wondrous and mysterious entity that we we don't even have words for, our uh, Lord, and only through you can we even know Him. Uh, we are so grateful that we have we have some food in our belly and we have we have clothes on our back, Lord, yes, Lord. That we have this air to breathe and this water to drink, and that we have our assembly, Lord, especially that you've brought together you've brought together members of your bride lord that we would be able to to have fellowship with one another and praise your glorious name lord and we ask that if there be any sins in us lord any devils any demons that we turn them over to you lord for you are the king of king and lord of lords and sometimes we don't we don't want to admit, Lord, that we have sins in our closet. And it's only through you. And then we ask that you help us dust out that closet, Lord. Yes. That we, we will find these sins and, and turn them over to you, Lord, because we have no use for them. Our, our, we live in these bodies, Lord. They're corrupted bodies, full of sin. If not for the Holy Spirit within us, Lord, we wouldn't even be here. We wouldn't even be offering up a prayer or a thanks. We wouldn't be able to help another, Lord. We, wouldn't, we would be useless on this planet. We would be walking around serving some dead, fleshy nothingness, watching television and buying clothes and, and watching our 401ks and, and trying to build up our wallets and, and trying to dress like the person next to us, Lord. This is not us, Lord we are part of you this is not our plane of existence and we look forward to the time that you come to us lord and we hold up we hold up our our brother our pastor don to you lord that the holy spirit work in him and that you speak through him lord and you give him the words and you 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 purify his heart lord and 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 you speak to us and we ask that everybody we pray we pray to you, Lord, that you, your Holy Spirit, work in us, Lord, that we be able to receive that truth, that truth of the Holy Spirit, that our Holy Spirit hear the truth of the Holy Spirit, Lord, and that it have an effect in, in our lives, that, that when we wake up tomorrow or when we, when we hang up the phone or, or we put our, our computer down tonight, that we feel different, Lord, that somehow you come into our lives and affect us in a way through your words, Lord. The only way that we know that we have, that you've given to us, and you've promised it, is that it will be there till, till past the end of time. That we've been with you from before the beginning of time, and that at the end of time and, the, and beyond time and the eternity, that we will be with you again, Lord. And that you will call us up and, and bring us into your fold, Lord, and, and protect us under your wings. And we will be your bride and live with you forever and ever. For you are the King of the King and the Lord of the Lords. And, and your kingdom will come as, as is done in heaven, will be done on earth, and in your precious and holy name, and our thanks for your blood that you shed for our salvation, we pray to you, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. And Folks, listen, there's something that, that Brother Chad was praying there that you need to get a hold of, and it's simple and it's this. Our unconfessed sin, that's in our life. If we look at ourselves, we we we'll get a pretty good, you know, we'll give ourselves sometimes a pretty good report card. Folks, I don't care how holy you think you are or you profess to be, we'll usually come out we'll come we'll give ourselves a little bit higher mark than probably we probably we should. And let me let me explain to you why that is. It's natural for man to do that. That's what the book says. Every man's way is right in his own eyes. That's why there's only one thing that will point out those problems to where you can get that closet cleaned out. Real quick turn to Hebrews chapter 4 brother Chad. Let's see what this thing is. This is the only thing that can get deep enough and that's why people stay away from it so much, folks. Brother Don talks about this all the time. The reason I talk about it all the time because it's that important.
3: Okay, Pastor. It'll,
2: it'll go to the deepest part. It'll, it will find those crevices that you think is okay, but it'll show you it's not okay. And it, when you let it search you out, then you can stay clean and in fellowship with the Lord. You can stay on on first name basis, and 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 back and I speak reverently, Lord, backslapping fellowship, because he is our big brother, you know. Mm. You did know that, see, Hebrews, 12, Hebrews chapter two. He's our big brother, but read chapter four, verse twelve, and this this is how you find out where your problems are. Go ahead, brother, read.
0: For the word of God is quick and powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword. Now watch it. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. And of the joints and marrow. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Bingo.
2: There you go. Amen. It'll find out everything it knows all about you, folks, and tells it. It knows all about you and tells it. And it'll point out those places that you won't point out. But you, And a lot of times, you really just don't know they're there. But the Word of God will show you where they're at and give you that opportunity for that cleansing, fellowship power that only comes through the blood of Jesus Christ. So, on that bright note, there's, um, there's a verse in Hebrew in uh, Zechariah. Let's go to Zechariah chapter uh, 13. <clears throat> that I want to bring to your attention. And it's the last verse. All these Judeo-Christians, they talk about all that, all those hook noses over there. The Lord's going to take care of all of them. Oh, yeah, he's going to spiritually protect them, and they're great and wonderful. You listen to all the, all the es, es, uh, eschatological teaching from the Judeo-Christians, and they steer clear of this verse right here. And I'll try to expound on it just a little bit to where a lot of people won't expound on it from our persuasion. So if you would, just start reading at verse 10, brother, and read through verse 13, okay?
0: Uh, Zechariah 13, and not
2: through verse 13, but nine verses in the chapter, okay? So start Uh, reading at verse uh, 6,
0: chapter 13. And one shall say unto him, What are these wounds in thy hands? Then he shall answer, Those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends.
2: Okay, that's a prophecy of the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Go ahead. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, and against the men that is my fellow, saith the Lord of hosts. Smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered. Okay, we know when that happened. Go ahead. And I will turn my, mine hand upon the little ones. That and it shall be.
2: That little ones will be Christian. That will be the ones that follow him. This, 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 the, these verses are covering thousands of years, folks. So pay close attention to them. Go ahead.
0: And it shall come to pass that in all the land, saith the Lord, two parts therein shall be cut off and die. But the third shall be left therein. And I will bring the third part through the fire, and will refine them as silver is refined, and will try them as gold is tried. They shall sound call on
2: my name. Sound familiar? Gazette, all that purging sound familiar?
0: Go ahead, keep on. They shall call on my name, and I will hear them. I will say, It is my people. And they shall say, The Lord is my God.
2: Now, folks, that's talking about Palestine. There is a
3: third part. There's a third
2: part of the folks that are God's people. Somewhere scattered. But they are. There's a third part, and that's it. The rest are Edomites. But there's a third part that's not. You, how how are you gonna get around it? Okay, you can't. You've got the book says it plainly. There a third part is. They're gonna make it through the fire. They're gonna be purged. That's not talking about. That's not talking about Japan. That's not talking about India. Surely you gonna take my word for it, or should we go and read the whole context? Okay, I'll show you, I, I'll show you exactly, let me see, uh, the last chapter 14, show you what I'm talking about, show you how he put this stuff together. I told you they're all Edomite, but except for there's a third, there's a third part. That remnant, it's remnant theology, folks, it's remnant theology. Now I'm going to show you how he gets rid of every hook nose over there. Read the last verse, read the last three verses in, in Zechariah chapter 14, brother. Okay. Last three verses.
0: Verse 19. This shall be the punishment of Egypt, and the punishment of all nations that come not up to keep the feast of tabernacles. In that day shall there be upon the bells of the horses holiness unto the Lord, and the pots in the Lord's house shall be like the bowels before the altar. Yea, every pot in Jerusalem and in Judah.
2: In where? In where? In Jerusalem, right? Go ahead.
0: In Jerusalem and in Judah shall be holiness unto the Lord of hosts. And all they that sacrifice shall come and take of them, and seethe therein. And in that day there shall be no more the Canaanite in the house of the Lord of hosts.
2: Got that? There will be yes. no more Canaanite ever in the house of the Lord, period, evermore. Do you know where that, when that temple is, folks? Do you know what temple he's talking about there? It's the last eight chapters of Ezekiel.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The last eight chapters of Ezekiel. But during all the battle and the purging and in the, in the time of Jacob's trouble, back in 13, there's only a third of every swinging soul, there's only a remnant. It's all about remnant theology. This whole book's got to do with remnant theology. And I don't give a flying flip if 99% of the scholars say otherwise. That's what this book's about, remnant. It's remnant theology. It's the only theology that works. It's the only theology where you can reconcile the Scripture where they do not contradict one another. You have to break it down into different groups. Bride, Israel, natural Israel, and whosoever wills. There's no other way you can do it. Unless you want to lie, or unless you want to rip the book to pieces and take it out of context. That's just the way it is. That's the way it started when we came out of Egypt. When the Lord called us out of Egypt, how did he do? Broke it down in three parts. Three different bunches of folks. Strangers, proselytes, and Israelites. That had to do with serving the temple. that would serve in the tabernacle. There's always, you see, and how come some of our people won't pay attention to that stuff? See? It's got nothing to do with Loving a Jew, it ain't got nothing to do with loving the heathen. It's got to do with the truth, folks. He's Almighty God the Father. He does what He wants to do. And if He's got it written down, He's not going to change His book to please you. Or me. And that's just the way it is. And I can't stand and I love my brethren and I just wish they would accept the truth and try to and understand that you let the book tell you what it's saying. You don't try to tell the book what it's supposed to say. And that's the problem with that's the problem with most of the teachers today. And the reason why is we've got away from pure Bible believing Christianity. I mentioned it the other night. And Brother Chad, in his testimony, what he was talking about, I I loved what he said because that's true. Because in Jesus Christ, there's no such thing as a Jew or an Israelite or a Scythian or a barbarian or, or whatever. In Christ, the bride, you take on his name. Just like in the natural, a woman takes on his name. You are a Christian, a Bible-believing Christian. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Anyway, I just wanted to get that out of the way for the time being. Let's go all the way back now to Genesis chapter 3. And let's look at something that's been looked at 50 million times. Where all the two seed line business started. Genesis chapter 3. I'm here. Start reading in verse 1. Let's see, everybody wants to, what is original sin? I'm going to start this off by just say asking a question. What is original sin? I know, you know what the Catholics say it is, you know. What is original sin? I'm asking you guys, anybody in the chat room, what's original sin? Now I'm not talking about original back in the eternity when uh, when Lucifer said I will assign. I'm not talking about that. When he said mm-hmm. I'm not that's not I'm talking about original sin here on the earth. What is it? What do you think it is? Do you think it's the sex between Satan and Eve?
0: Calvinist Baptist says pride. Close. I disagree with that. Well, he's close. He is close, yes. Unbelief, says Saxon Warrior.
2: Saxon Warrior's got it right. But
0: it's unbelief
2: in what, Saxon?
3: Unbelief in what?
2: Let's read it and find out.
3: He says the Father...
2: Wrong. Close again. Let's just read it, and then I'll it will jump out at you. Let's okay. let the Word of God do, tell us what it is. So, read verse 1.
0: Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said... Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it.
2: Okay, now what what, what do we have wrong with those few verses? <laughs> What's the, what was the original saying? Doubting what God said. See how close you were, Saxon? Unbelief in what God said. And on top of that, Eve lied. God didn't tell say that.
0: No. Touch it all you want.
2: Didn't say a word and it didn't see she lied. And it's doubting what that one little doubt. Hath God really said? See? Doubting the word of God. So you start there. That's been the that's been the problem ever since. It's doubting what God said. If you doubt what God said, how do you, how does anybody know the truth? Because I might doubt one way, you might doubt the other way. Who's right? You have to have a standard, folks. God originally made the statement. And Eve doubted it. And Satan made her doubt. And guess what's happening? Six, seven, I'm going on 7,000 years later. Satan is still saying, yeah, yeah, God said it. And everybody's buying it like everybody owns a buying machine. 55 different million translations. Everybody trying to be a Greek scholar. Something just as simple as that somebody that says let there be light and there was light don't you think he could say uh, let there be an and or a thee and protect it all the way down through 7,000 years no matter what he has to do to do it if whether it's a jackass or it don't matter what it is hey he's God the Father see he claims he he. see this is the problem folks he promises he will. He says he'll do it. If he didn't make the claim, there would be a reason to have a little a little ambiguity. But guess what? He promises he will do it. Now,
3: did he lie or did he tell the truth? He was so
2: he, he listen. He was so adamant about it that when he got a bunch of Israelites together that was born and raised in different countries and spoke different languages, guess what? Whenever the apostles preached, everybody out there heard them in their own language. That's how he he used tongues to fulfill the to fulfill his promise of Psalms
3: chapter twelve. That he
2: preserve his w r d s words forever. Something so simple as that, and to see that I know there goes Brother Don talking about that old Bible, talking about that old Bible. Yes, because this old Bible, according it's it, we it, we either stand or we fall. When we take our last breath, we stand or fall on it. Okay, that's how important it is. It matters for eternity, but see nobody wants to talk about that little minute stuff see see that according to a lot of people, that's splitting hairs. You better believe it's splitting hairs. You better believe it is because everything, every doctrine, every belief every everything that's wonderful and lovely, and everything the Father did is in his word and through his words. They're so important that they're living. They're not just ink. They're living.
3: They're living. So,
2: after having, having said all that, you pray, see if anybody's got any doubts, but turn to Psalm 12. And let's, let's read the promise, and then we're just going to check out some ambiguous verses and have a good time. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to show y'all some strange stuff and see if y'all got some answers for it. So, Brother uh, Chad, turn to Psalms 12.
3: Okay. Eight verses?
0: Yep. Psalms 12. To the chief musician, upon Sheminith, a psalm of David. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail among the children of men. They speak vanity, every one with his neighbor. With flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Who have said with our tongue, who have said with our tongue will we prevail? Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? for the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy. Now will I arise, saith the Lord. I will set him in safety from him that puffeth at him. The words of the Lord are pure words.
2: Watch it now,
0: watch it close. As silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted.
2: Does it say words there, brother, or does it say word? It says words. W-O-R-D-S. Am I correct? The words of the Lord are pure words. Okay, that's the end of the story. That's a promise made by God himself. Now, he either did or he didn't. That's how simple it is. There's no what if, what about, yeah, but, yeah, but. There's no, uh-uh. He either did or he, he, did or he didn't. Simple. Simple. But anyway, we got, that's out of the way. You can take it for what it's worth, but keep it in the back of your mind because your soul depends on it three seconds before you take your last breath. Your soul's going to depend on it, folks. It either told you the truth Or it didn't. See, you need to think about that about once every two or three hours or once a day at least. The just shall live by faith. Faith in his words. Because it's his faith that saves you anyway. It's not your faith. See? Because... For by grace you say through faith. And guess what? That not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. Not of works lest any man should boast. All right, Brother Chad, I want you to pull up your concordance, okay? Okay.
0: Uh, before we uh, go on to that, can I just make a it's uh, Just something that jumped out to me about Psalms 12 and, and Genesis.
1: Sure. Um, so, so I,
0: I was When I was reading that, when uh, Eve said to the serpent, um, "You know, ye shall need a, need of it." Um, she, where did she say that? Uh, uh, you know, she says we, we shan't even touch it. I can. I I just got this image of of the devil there beguiling her, and she's impressed with him. And and then when I was reading in, in Psalms 12 here, they speak vanity, every one with his neighbor, with flattering lips and with a double mm-hmm. heart. Yeah. Do they speak? I, I just kind of see her there, she's, she's enticed by this man, so she, she tells this lie, she knows she's not supposed to eat of it, but she makes up this idea, and she says, neither shall we touch of it. And mm-hmm. that's
2: the part, that's where your beguiling comes in, in the sexual connotations, that's what Paul says in Ephesians, when he talks about the serpent beguiling Eve, are sexual connotations there, and you're exactly right. That one word there throws in the sexual connotations. Yes. Yeah,
0: they were. They were. They were kind. Of, it just, just the way that she kind of. That's said, right, brother. She was leading, right. leading, leading him on, saying, you know, neither shall we touch it. She knows that that wasn't said, but right. she was looking for him to say, well, it's okay to touch it,
1: you know. Exactly.
0: That's it's right. Not the, it's not in the scripture, but I just, I, it just, I was thinking that before, but then reading Psalms twelve, two and three there. The flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things and the flattering lips and the double heart, do they speak? It's just, it's like two adulterous lovers meeting behind a tree saying, uh, it's okay. Now, folks,
2: that's not, the Bible doesn't say that, but that, that's called isogetical exposition, okay? In other words, now I'm giving you the theological term for it, okay? <laughs> what it's called, really, it's just reading something into the scripture, but it's called isogetical Teaching okay, in other words, reading something into the scripture which could be true and using the whole context of knowing that Cain was of that wicked one, you know that that is true, so he's correcting what he's saying, even though the scripture doesn't say that, but you you get my drift, you see what I'm saying, Chad? Yes, yeah, I
1: understand? do understand,
2: okay,
0: yeah, it's not scriptural it's 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 a conjecture,
2: no, no no. Okay. The context of the two seed lines backs it up, is what I'm saying. Simple.
0: Ah, amen. Now amen. you
2: see what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Okay, the context of the two seed lines backs it up completely. It's called isogetical teaching. Ex- exogesis is letting the scriptures, whatever the scriptures, speak out plainly. Eisegetical is putting your own thoughts into it. Out, right. in, out, in, in, out, like X and then I in. Oh, yeah, I'm not going into all that stuff. Anyway, I want you to look up. I want you to type into your um, concordance, and shall be eaten. And let's see what we find.
3: And shall be eaten?
2: Shall be eaten. Yep. Let's see what
3: we run across.
0: And shall be eaten.
2: Eaten. E-A-T-E-N.
0: Got it. And shall be eaten. I get one exact phrase in Isaiah 6. Read it. But this is 6, verse 13 of Isaiah. But yet in it shall be a tenth. And it shall be... Okay, shall be a
2: tenth. Let's back up and go to two verses above that. Start in verse 10
0: and read down through 13. Sure. Watch this. Verse 10, Isaiah 6. Make the heart of this people fat and make their ears heavy. And maybe let's start in verse 9 where the paragraph is, Pastor? That'll work. Okay, verse 9. And he said, go and tell this people, hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat, and make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and convert, and sure. Does that
2: sound familiar to y'all? That, don't that sound like some New Testament? Remember the other night, when I was reading what the Lord told, told them people in, the, in uh, chapter 13 of Matthew where he talked about how he spoke in parables, at least they should hear with their ears mm. and understand with their heart, and he should he should ha- he should con- they should be converted. That's where he's quoting from right here, talking to a bunch of Jews. Okay, keep on reading now.
0: Then said I, Lord, how long? And he answered, Until the cities be wasted without inhabitants. Okay. Without
2: inhabitants, he's talking about city being destroyed. Go
0: ahead. And the houses without man, Mm -hmm. and the land be utterly desolate.
2: Pretty bad, pretty bad, pretty bad thing going on here. Go ahead.
0: And the Lord have removed men far away, and there be a great forsaking in the midst of the land. But yet, in but.
2: But, see, there's a great forsaken in the land. And the the Lord's removed a bunch of, just about all the people's gone. But, that disjunctive conjunction,
0: now watch it. But yet in it shall be a tenth, and it shall return, and shall be eaten.
2: Oh, my goodness. What in the world is he talking about? Saxon, what's he talking about? Saxon warrior. that ring a bell with you? Continue reading on. Read on.
0: Continue. As a teal tree and as an oak whose substance is in them. In who? In them. Go ahead. Them. When they cast their leaves, so the, holy she- so the holy seed shall be the substance thereof. What? Wow.
3: Wow is right. Cannibalism. Of the remnant. Wow. (laughs) Oh,
2: yes. There's con- there, there's emanations of this all throughout the scriptures, folks. I mean, there was under siege um, under Hezekiah when um, Jerusalem was under siege. They were killing their babies and eating them. They this is this is not just something off the wall, but here it's talking about the remnant is going to be separated and be eaten. They're going to be food for somebody. It's the reason I asked. Saxon Warrior to give me a comment on it because of what he said about the um uh, the Nephilim deer. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, there's going to be some it listen, listen, let me just boil this down. It was remember in the first in the first um in an in the antediluvian period of time. Let's just take it from Genesis 1 to Genesis 6, Genesis 10. You had a huge civilization. I'm just going to tell Bible story now for a second. You had started out perfect. Everything was created, and, and God said it's good. And then Satan gets involved. The two seed lines start. And then all of a sudden you have the interve- intervention from the 200 angels that sinned. And they sinned not only against man, they sinned against beasts they were there was hybrids of every kind, their civilization was so much higher probably than ours is today it's pitiful as far as the ability to do things, you had supernatural beings that had the mind that 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 had the mind practically of the father himself that had been created in eon's past, passing on knowledge and had the knowledge to do things that we can't even imagine today. Now, that's where it started up, up to the flood. That's the reason the Lord had to destroy everything. It said man's heart was set in him to do evil continually. Evil continually. All right? The Lord in Matthew 24 and Mark 13 and Luke 17 and 21 and other passages of Scripture tells you that it's going to be the same way as it was in the days of Noah. So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. What do you see all over the new? uh, I say the newspaper, the web. I'm talking about true stuff. I'm not talking about onion stuff, okay? That onion thing. or I think it's called an onion where everybody gets all the fake news and all that stuff. Ain't it called an onion? Kevin, ain't there something called an onion where people get fake news? Yes. Okay. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about real stuff. You hear about them. They're mixing animals today, folks. And I'm not talking about in the deep dark labs of the Pentagon. I'm talking, I'm talking about out in the open. They're talking about it. The government's filed. They're, they're making legal claims to mix animals with humans. Now that's what we just know about. Okay, that's 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 not counting the other stuff. Now, like I said, in the Antediluvian time, you had the supernatural walking with the natural and you had not only the supernatural walking with the natural you had a mixture well as it was in the days of noah how far are we along folks you can rest assured and bet your bottom dollar that there's not only supernatural walking with natural today but there's also a mixture walking today as well. When we talk about who's in charge and who's ruling, and I'm not even talking about the divine council, okay? I'm talking about on walking terra firma. When we talk about who's really in charge, George Soros ain't ain't got a He's a minion. The ones really pulling the strings are supernatural beings. They're the ones... They're the ones that's actually running this whole deal right now. Just like they were before the flood. They were running the whole deal then. Trying to wipe out God's creation, and that's exactly what they're doing now. That's what all the transhumanism's about, folks. See, this is the only difference. And when it's going to happen, I don't have a clue and don't know. But you can rest assured, the Scriptures bear it out. While I'm talking, brother, turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 1, okay? Okay. You can rest assured that whenever it becomes common knowledge, and it will, and it's coming soon, I can prophesy that with no problem and know I'm telling the truth because the Bible says it's going to happen. When it tells you in Luke 21, that men's hearts are going to fail them for fear for looking after those things that are coming upon the earth it didn't it ain't talking about asteroids and planet x it's that's not what it's talking about folks that's not what it's talking about. It's talking about things coming up on the earth not hitting the earth from underneath your feet. Remember the other night, the passages we read where it talked about that bunch in a pit that had their swords under their heads? Remember that, Chad? Yes, yes. And and programs gone by, I don't know how many of you folks were with us, probably some of you guys are new and didn't hear the teachings out of Isaiah chapter 13.
0: They also took war machines down there with them.
2: Oh, absolutely, yes. Oh, of course. And the thing about it is, folks, they're coming back upon the earth. All right. It says that those mighty ones, that that mighty ones in the King James is Gaborim. Okay, the same word, the same word for the hybrid giants of Genesis six. Okay, the Nephilim, Saxon warrior, the Nephilim says these giants are coming back upon the earth. See, you can't imagine. Just, just think about what I'm saying. Just think about what I'm saying now. It was that way in the antediluvian period. We know it was. Because the Bible says, see, this is all about being a Bible believer and not an allegorizing idiot. Okay? We know the supernatural walked with the natural. Well, just think about what what would happen if the switch turns and then... It's common knowledge that the supernatural is walking with the natural, and the switch is turned on, and the hybrids everybody knows the hybrids are walking with the natural. Can you imagine the chaos? Let me show you how I know it this is let me show you how I know with two witnesses that this is definitely going to happen. Start down at verse six and read till I tell you to stop
0: oh. chapter one. Ecclesiastes, chapter 1, verse 6, The wind goeth toward the south, and turneth about unto the north. It whirleth about continually, and the wind returneth again according to his circuits. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. Unto the place from whence the rivers come, thither they return again. All things are full of labor, man cannot utter it, the eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. Watch it now. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done, and there is no new thing under the sun. Is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new, it hath been already of old time, which was before us.
2: Thank you. Now turn to chapter 3 and read verse 15.
0: Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 15. That which hath been is now, and that which is to be hath already been, and God requireth that which is past,
2: they can go. See there, folks? I didn't make that stuff up. What's the context? Everything. <laughs> See there? Amen. Now you either believe the Bible or you don't. See? It's the most fantastic book there is that's ever been or ever will be. I understand why people don't like to talk about this kind of stuff. Think about the people that lived in the antediluvian period. They were eating one another, folks. They were eating the the hybrids were eating the normal human beings. God had to wipe it out and start over all over again. And just as it was then, it's going to be again. Well, I wonder when that switch. Now I'm asking questions. I'm fishing now. I'm fishing for you guys. I'm listening. Hey, I, I, y'all can teach me. I'm click my memory. Click something in my brain that'll send me to another scripture. Okay, the Lord may show you something He hadn't shown me. All right. But that which has, that God requires that which is fast. There's nothing new. And that which, is, you can't say it's new because it's been done of old time. And I could go into all kinds of stuff. I've researched stuff, folks, back when there wasn't a computer, okay? When I had to go stay stick myself in a library. I've seen there's, there's stuff that I wished I could get my hands on today of stuff found in strata and I'm talking about layers of the earth that's absolutely modern but found in strata that should be thousands of years old there's all kind of examples and I'm not talking about an anomalous thing that maybe happened one time I wish to goodness I had all that all the evidence and it's absolute fact proven beyond a shadow of a doubt not hearsay, no conspiracy theory
3: The way it looks,
2: this is the way it looks. It looks like the Lord had some deal that went on one time and just everything fell to pieces because of one of His creations. And He wiped everything slap out to nothing but darkness and chaos. Now I'm speaking. Now I'm just speaking on speculation, folks. Okay, I'm not saying I'm not slamming my fist down and saying this is solid doctrine. I'm speaking just in terms of where I stand. there's possibilities, especially if you read Jeremiah chapter four and the, the verse, and and really study out the first uh, two verses in Genesis chapter one, in the very first two verses. But anyway, it looks like there might, there was a time when everything got slapped, just got beyond belief, and God got wiped it out and started all over again. And then somehow or another, in the scriptures doesn't they don't put a whole lot of light on it. And I'm not going to tell you where the scriptures are that do because it it can lead to heresy, and I'm not going to do it. Because I don't know if it's right or not. But I'm just saying. Then he started it again. Because he tells Adam not to replenish the earth, he tells him to replenish the earth.
0: Oh, amen.
2: And guess what he tells Noah? After the flood, be fruitful. And multiply and replenish the earth. So I'm just saying You remember that you remember the verse that I always spit and holler and scream about in Matthew? Turn to Matthew twenty four, brother. Let's just read it again, see if it's got a little bit more meaning to the folks this time. Matthew twenty four, verse eighteen. I think it is. Start reading, and I'll tell you if that's it or not. I think it's Matthew twenty four eighteen. It's it's between um, fifteen and twenty one. I know that. It might be. It might be twenty four twenty
0: four. About um, false
2: prophets. No, it's taught. It tells about a time coming, a time of trouble. Be great tribulation such as never has been.
0: Okay. Yes. 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 Uh, okay. Uh, would you like to start where? Woe unto them that are with child. does
2: Doesn't matter. Yeah. That's it, it, yeah. why say yeah. Just start. Yeah. Start with that.
0: Yeah, and woe unto them that are with child. With child. Them, why?
2: Why? Whoa! Stop. Why? People's always got children. People pregnant all the time. Think about the context of what he's to say now. Go ahead.
0: and to them that give suck in those days but pray ye that your flight be not in the winter neither on the Sabbath day for then shall be great tribulation
2: now watch it, just let you slow down and listen to what he says he, not only, he don't just say this one time he says it again in Mark
0: go ahead and read mm-hmm. it, brother for then shall be great tribulation such as was not Since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be.
2: And you, what have we just got there talking about? That was at the beginning of the world. How bad it was then! you
1: hear what
2: I just said? I just said, think about all the bad, and and I didn't even start. I didn't even get into all the details. I talked about cannibalism. I talked about hybrids. I talked about fantastic uh, technology. I talked about angels that were supernatural, that walked with natural. Men's hearts over on evil continually. Folks, that don't mean that there's going down, buying crack cocaine, or running and stealing a dime out of the cash register, okay? Think about every gigantic earthquake that's ever happened since
3: recorded history and hey
2: there was a flood too don't forget it now read the verse again brother
0: okay for then shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time no, nor ever shall be.
2: Now think about that for a second. Now turn to Daniel 12. Start reading verse 1. Get a second witness because
0: this is where the Lord is quoting from anyway. Daniel chapter 12. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book.
2: And those two verses, put in just street language tells you that there that there ain't never been nothing like coming that it no matter how bad it was that you can imagine that we got proof of it's gonna be worse. Supernatural with natural, hybrids with natural. See? See you got in your mind that put if you are you a Bible believer, see? See this this is what it all boils down to. Are you? What could make men's hearts fail them for fear? Just by looking at something. That's in Luke 21. See, that's the kind of stuff that I, if you meditate on and think about and start putting the scriptures together and understand, that should give you some incentive for obedience to what God's Word says. That should give you pause on just how important this book really is. Because the Father's got everybody faded,
3: He's got every card covered.
2: And for His elect, for His jewels, He wants you to know the truth and wants you to believe and start acting on it. Now, see, our attention span—mine as well. Every, all our attention span has been screwed with for the last seventy years with media. No, there he goes talking about TV again. I'm talking, yeah, I'm talking about that, te- but I'm talking about the overall damage that it's done. People's not sitting on the front porch. As it starts getting darker and lighting a candle to read a book and paying attention to each word they're reading and a verse and a sentence and then sitting and thinking about it for a little while, No, uh it's, it's snap, 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 something going on, going on, going on, something. What's new? What's next? What's next? What's next? Turn this channel. Turn that channel. Listen to this. Listen to that. What they're doing? Beep, beep, my mom. mom. Let's go here. Let's go there. Time to go get this. Time to go get that. We're all wow. affected. We're all affected, folks. Now then on top, on, 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 think about a time that's going to be. And that time period, as we get further on in Revelation, we're going to find out my opinion on it. I'll just go ahead and tell you it's five months. That's how long. That's that's how long I think this time period is going to last. That's my opinion. Okay. All that seven year crap, all that Judeo Christian seven year stuff, I don't buy. But it's between three and a half, it's between three and a half years and five months, and I go with five months. That's my opinion. But think of a five month period of things happening. Folks, it even tells you in Isaiah that this flat plane's going to be turned upside down. Okay? Worse than ever has been since creation, and it'll never be that bad again. And you can interject every part of life, every part of relationship every part of existence into that into that one verse or those two verses of that time period called the time of Jacob's trouble or the great the great tribulation okay think about that and it while 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 you're meditating on that right now brother Turn to Second Thessalonians chapter
3: two. Let's interject
2: the leader of the one that's going to be at the head of a lot of this stuff. Let's interject the leader and his and and, and his uh, so called quote unquote sheep to interject a little bit more to this story that we're talking about this afternoon.
3: Start
0: reading verse 3, brother. 2 Thessalonians. Chapter 2, verse 3. Chapter 2, verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except... day. Okay. That... that day.
2: That day. I want, I want to explain something to you right now. I've done it before, but I know you probably forgot. When you see the words throughout the Old Testament, "in that day," or "that day," "that day," or "the day of the Lord," "the day of the Lord," "that day," the, I'm talking about those two words. "That day" are the words in the "in uh, the the day of the Lord." Those few words, and take and you look at the context above and below. Every time you see that. Every time you say it, 85% of the time, those words will appear, and the context above and below will have something to do with this time period that I'm telling you about, that five-month time period, that period that's going to be worse than it ever has since the Lord spoke the world into existence. Keep that in mind because when you're studying the scripture, you can write your little mark when you start. Oh, there's in that. Let me look and see what's above and below it. 85% of the time, you'll find the context will have some application to the time of Jacob's trouble. 85% of the time. 10% of the time, it won't have jack squat to do with anything of the sort. And 5% of the time, it'll be totally neutral. Now keep on reading in Second Thessalonians, brother.
0: For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, shewing himself that he is God.
2: Now that's what Paul tells you about this guy, this specific person. But see, you won't get no, and you'll have all kind of expositors tell you about this guy. and uh, it's the Pope, and it's this, and yeah, that Pope is a type, right, absolutely correct. The Reformers had that part right. But they forget to tell you about the cohorts. They won't spend much time dealing with his sidekicks because his sidekicks are probably pretty much close to being just as wicked and supernaturally strong and powerful as this guy is. You'll find that in Daniel chapter 11, by the way. We're not gonna go there tonight because I'm just giving you a little story tonight. We'll hit all that when we get into Daniel chapter eleven, and I'll take you and show you the references back and forth. Because he's got a bunch with him. You know what they're called and you know what they're called all the way back there in Daniel twelve in Daniel eleven? You know what they're called? You ain't gonna believe this. (laughs) In the English. I'm not even going to tell you. I'm going to make you. I'm, going to I'm not even going to tell you. Keep on reading, brother.
0: I find it interesting in that verse, Pastor, that uh, God shows up four times in context of this he who exalted himself, and all four times God is capital G. Yeah,
2: we well, just like I said, Daniel 11 just, just did the water goes boiling all over the pot when you put it yeah. together. See, and this, I, like I said, I ain't going to talk about it tonight. I'll talk about it when we get to it.
0: Yeah, this guy, he's, he thinks a lot of himself. Let's put it that way. As yeah, well, hey, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, but you that, he's not the only big deal. That's the thing about it. It, it. People won't put it together, and why they don't, I don't get it. I don't understand.
1: If mm-hmm. you go back
2: and put Daniel 11, If you get the, and, and you'll see when anybody goes back there and reads it and puts it together, it's going to blow
0: your mind. All right. Okay. There's a whole well,
2: lot more there's a whole lot more going on here than meets the eye.
0: Continue reading, brother. Verse 5. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you I told you these things? And now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. Now, there's
2: something holding this holding all this stuff back, folks. Oh, some people say it's the holy... Oh, by the way, I keep drinking my tea, folks. That's the reason you hear me slushing around it. Brother Brian's in there. He, I think he heard me the other night and said it sounded like a horse slurping. <laughs> but anyway, hey, is Brother Brian in the chat room by
0: any chance? I don't know. Brother Brian's not here tonight.
2: Okay, okay. Anyway, continue reading,
0: brother. Okay, verse seven. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only, only he who now let it. That will word end.
2: let that word let means prevent. It's like whenever if you're a tennis player, you let it's prevent. That's that's what the word let means. Something's holding something back. Some people say it's Michael the archangel holding, some people say it's the Holy Spirit. Something's holding all this week. Let me tell you what, how important this, that little bit is right there. That little thing right there is holding back all that bad stuff that I told you about that's going to happen for five months. That little bitty word, this little bitty section right here is stopping the supernatural from being out in the open with the natural and the high with the natural and all the wickedness. That little bitty section of Scripture is holding it every bit back whatever it is. That's how important words are.
3: Amen. Continue on,
0: brother. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way.
2: So it sounds like he's masculine. Well, I know he says he. Well, is it is it the Holy Spirit? Is it Michael? Is it one of the other angels? It's not the Lord Jesus Christ. For sure it's not him. Who is it? What is it? don't know. Now oh, he's got an important job. Now think about now it. Now just stop for a second and think about all this. While he's holding it back, the divine counsel is at each other's throat over every nation of the earth. Everything is in chaos. Fiction of just boil over. Father's in complete control. Kick back knows exactly what's coming down, but the divine council don't know what's coming down. And they're playing their cards. They're playing their cards like they're going to win because they think they are. Remember all in Revelation it says, and all them stars that fell to earth? That's every one of them's angels. That's when the divine council ain't the divine council no more. That's when everything, everything, the final coup de grace, takes place on terra firma.
0: Continue reading, brother. And then shall that wicked, capital W, be revealed... Whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of His mouth. Ain't that fine? Ain't that,
2: ain't that a trip? You know, everything, all this up the Lord
0: destroys him with. You know, uh,
2: <laughs> he don't stand a snowball chance in hell.
0: And shall destroy with the brightness of His coming. Yep. Even him, who's coming. No, I think is the not- Lord.
2: Write, I think the Lord writes that to kick him off. <laughs> I think the Lord writes it so simply, oh ho oh, um, well, you know yeah. oh, makes this big deal, this wicked, this old this somber this you know, everybody's gonna magnify him the Lord's gonna kill him. Just that simple, you know. He he's through before he even starts.
1: <laughs> Praise it's, be to God.
2: Yeah, amen, brother. See that the the Bible's alive, folks. If you read it like it's alive, you'll love it. Continue reading, brother.
0: Even him who's coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders.
2: All them signs and lying wonders and that supernatural stuff with the natural stuff. It's going to take place, folks. The Lord says, even if, if it were possible, it would deceive even the very elect if it were possible. And them sapsuckers out there wish to, they, if they could do it and get away with it, they'd take that word if out of there.
1: Mm.
2: They'd take it out because they want to make the elect be able to to be, to be deceived. See, the ones that do that are Armenian. Okay, mm. you can always tell the ones that talk about the elect being possible for the elect being deceived. Every one of them's Armenian. You know what I'm talking about, don't you, Chad? Oh yes. Okay, I just want Armenian means they can, they think they can lose the salvation, folks. Okay, that's all. That's all the that's Jacob Arminius. Matter of fact, is the one that started it all. And Jacob Arminius didn't believe he could lose his, but everybody came after him, believed they could. It's crazy, folks. But you got to study church history, know that stuff. But anyway, it says if it were possible to deceive even the very elect, but it's not possible because the elect can't be deceived because we were we're already seated with Christ in heavenly places. And we were chosen before the. Fa- you think the Lord chose somebody before the foundation of the world to fail? <laughs> there wouldn't be no choosing to it. Always oh, stupid people our, think that. Our
0: steps are numbered, no. What, brother? Our steps are numbered.
2: I uh, know, brother. People keep wanting to go back to that. That's not the point. It's simpler than that. It's simpler than that. <laughs> God the Father's done. Made, he made the choice for victory. He didn't make the choice for defeat. No Amen. one knows for a fact. I mean, it, it's a, he's smiling. It's over with. Hey, if that could possibly happen, Satan's possible could win the war. You see what I'm saying, brother?
1: Yes, yes if I his do. Choice,
2: if his choice is not solid and sealed, then the whole thing's up for grabs. Is what I'm saying. There's no way the elect can lose their salvation.
0: And you know what, Pastor Don? I praise to God, and I've I've met these little G gods. I told you about one of them, uh, the the uh, the reprobate that believes um, that that they are going to win. And I praise to God that I can't grasp what the heck they are thinking. But they actually, I've met them. They actually believe. Like it says in there, that this guy's going to win somehow.
2: Yes, I met met him, brother. Of course, absolutely.
0: Dime dime a dozen, these little minion, small G gods, the Luciferians, walking around, pretending like their mind has created everything. They're in their rooms, naked and not naked in their closets, with candles and pentagrams on the floor, and whatever kind of chicken foot hanging from their neck. You know what I'm saying, and they they believe they believe pure and simple that they are on the winning side, and I just praise to God that I have no clue where they even get that from.
2: Man, I understand
0: continue reading, brother all right, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish okay well let's see that perish. And it's in everything
2: that we've talked about for the last hour. The very next thing he's fixing to read, is going to take you right back to Genesis three.
0: Continue reading. Because they received not the love
2: of the truth. Got that, folks? You got that? It takes you all the way back to Genesis three. If you don't, if you doubt the book. It take, there's either absolute truth or there's not. Full circle. Because they believe, they, go ahead, keep on reading, brother.
0: That they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie.
2: And now see, God's the one sending the strong delusion. You think God's going to send a delusion that will deceive the one that he's chosen? You see how stupid that is, Chad? Yeah. It's just insane that anybody would think that. But, folks, I'll tell you, the root problem is pride. Because you know what? You know what? It's simple. It's real simple. The ones that think that there's a possibility that that the elect can lose their salvation has got pride in their heart because they think there's something they can do to keep it.
0: Amen. Like rolling around speaking a whole bunch of gibberish?
2: Did you Did you hear, folks, what I said? I said the ones that believe they can lose it, whether you admit it or not, folks, if you're one of them, you better be getting rid of it. You hear me? You better drop it because it's pride because if you think you can lose li- if you think that you can lose it that means you must think that there's something you can do to keep it and the word of god says that there's nothing you can do because if you could do something to keep it his son would not have had to have died or he, he died in vain now you take you see you see what i'm saying it's just that simple, folks. There's nothing There's nothing theologically genius about that. That's why he had to die. Because you couldn't. Now, if you think you can to keep it, that means down deep inside, you think that there's something that you could do to help him out just a little bit, see? And the Lord knows your heart. And he, that book's a discerner of the very intents of the thoughts of the heart. That's why we read it a while ago. Mm-hmm.
0: Continue reading, brother. Verse 12. And I like the antithesis of this one, Pastor. Oh,
2: well, Of course, I know exactly what he's
0: thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, you go. but have- Go ahead, Pardon? brother.
2: I'm just agreeing with you. Go
0: ahead. <laughs> but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you.
2: Why, brethren. Paul? Why? Why, Paul? Why is it that we can't be deceived, Paul?
0: Brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning, from the beginning, chosen you to bingo, salvation. Bingo!
1: Bingo! Bingo!
2: See, you think I've been lying to you, folks? There it is right there. There it is right there. I mean, he backs it up again. I am i can't stand them. I can't stand the ones that come up with that junk. They mess with the saint's mind. They mess with their hearts. They put them in the dark places at night, making them worry about this and worry that they have no reason to worry. you steal in the saint's joy when you come up with that crap. It's it's by God alone through Jesus Christ's blood alone, and that's it, folks. Man. Amen. But this whole this whole Bible story, this one, and it all of this thing, all that we've talked about, this little hop in here and there, all is about all is about one thing. Talk to Revelation four, brother. Mm-hmm. And you better hold this verse in so much reverence, folks. You better put it in the capital R E but you better put it in big reverence, okay? Because to love this verse in the context of everything that we've said, you've got to love God. Because if you don't it'll show.
0: Read verse eleven. Thou art worthy, O Lord. To receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created.
2: Everything we've talked about tonight is for his pleasure. And if you love him, you're glad that it pleases him that all that stuff
3: happens. Because that's your whole reason for being here. That's the reason for your very existence.
2: Is his pleasure. You know why that is, folks? Because him being such a loving father on the other side of this king and kingdom is your pleasure for eternity. You hear what I said I said on the other side of this kingdom
3: is eternity to
2: where you come in that's why your inheritance and rewards are so important that's why this oh I'm just glad I'm in. that's why that dog don't hunt folks
3: Now turn to Revelations 22, brother.
2: No, just turn to let's, Revelation. Let's just read Revelations 20 through 22 to, to end the program tonight. Okay. Unless some folks, while he's turning there, folks, anybody got any questions, you can go ahead and shoot now before he gets there to chapter 20. Did you say chapter 20? Chapter 20, Revelation chapter 20. Okay. True folks, a lot of people would have you think that oh, this so oh, this so intricate and mysterious, and oh, you have to study for ten or fifteen or twenty years in the in the in the Aramaic and see what this tense is, this Aris Greek word, this that and the other, and oh, they put some five letters out beside your name to understand what the Word of God's about. That's bullcrap. They just want to steal your joy. They just want to steal your joy, so they can get paid more money. Because this book's about a king and his kingdom, folks, and that's all in the world's about. King and kingdom, his brightness and and the people. That's it. That's it. That's it. And then on the other side of that. Hey, that's where we kick in, but they don't tell us about that now. See, that's going to be our surprise. You didn't know that? Did we get a surprise? Well, that's the reason it's since time immemorial that a surprise has always been a big deal for a kid. It was just a type of what the Lord's got for us. You didn't know that? This whole book. This whole book's about our the life here that we spend now. That's what it's about. Every little bitty thing's a type, is thesis, antithesis, and type, antitype. That's all it is, folks. It's uh, the Bible says it's so plain that a fool can get it, but a wise man will err therein. That's why God chose the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. See.
3: That's why he don't choose
2: many noble men. Real quick before you get to that, brother, turn to 1 uh, turn to first Corinthians. I gotta read this. I'm gonna show you what I mean. Turn to first Corinthians two. Okay. And start reading where it says, Um the Lord said um, these things hath the Lord chosen, uh, not many wise. Um it's in chapter two Verse around verse on uh, fourteen or fifteen, or it's in chapter one, fourteen or fifteen. It starts right in there somewhere,
0: brother. Okay. Um, now we have received not the spirit of the world. No. Nope. Which things also we speak nope. not in the words which man wisdom nope. teacheth. No. Nope. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God.
2: It's where, he say, it's where he's talking about what the Lord has chosen. I mean, I'll, I...
0: Okay. What other chapter did you uh, say? Uh, Brother, I'll get it. Just a second.
3: I'm in chapter
2: two. No. Okay, it's in chapter one. It's the last few verses. Okay. Chapter one. Chapter one, chapter one start verse um, 21.
1: Yeah, he's
2: counteracting a world's wisdom versus God's wisdom. Just like he's fixing to show you, he's going to use thesis and antithesis with what the world, the, what the world thinks about smart people, and what God thinks, who really is the smart people. Keep that in mind as he continues reading.
0: Verse twenty-four. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks. Christ the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are. There, Say there, folks. Say just exactly what I'm telling you.
2: That's what this book's about. The Lord has got it right there for you. This whole big story. Now let's read the ending of it. Chapter 20, Revelation. Good, end of Chapter 20, and just start reading and read till
0: you finish the book. Okay. Revelation of Jesus Christ, Chapter 20. But the rest of the dead lives not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. And when the thousand years are expired... Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 21. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. You see, folks,
2: there ain't no tears wiped away till this, till everything's over with. That's when the tears finally are gone away, at least a thousand years in the
0: future. Go ahead, brother. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. No, they're not. They're apocalyptic
2: and figurative and allegorical. You didn't know that, Jan? (laughs) They're all a bunch of uh, metaphors and, and allegories. Go ahead, brother.
0: And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone which is the second death. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will shew thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and shewed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, And her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal, and had a wall great and high and twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. On the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city, and the gates thereof, and the wall thereof. And the city lieth foursquare, and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed twelve thousand furlongs, the length and the breadth and the height. Of it are equal. And he measured the wall thereof, an hundred and forty and four cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of the angel. And the building of the wall of it was of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedony, the fourth an emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth a topaz, the tenth a chrysoprase. the eleventh a jacinth, the twelfth an amethyst, And the twelve gates were twelve pearls, every several gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, as it was transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in this light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of all nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth. Neither whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 22. And he shewed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it and on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall be Shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads, and there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign for ever and ever and he said unto me, these sayings are fa- these sayings are faithful and true,
2: oh, there you go. Allegories again.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to shew unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book.
2: Watch it now. Watch it now.
0: And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which shewed me these things. Then he saith unto me, See thou, do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book. Worship God. And he saith unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book. Watch the it time, now,
2: watch it now.
0: For the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without our dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters, And whosoever loveth and maketh a lie, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. Watch if it, any... watch it, watch it. From Genesis chapter 3,
2: you got your first warning mess with the book. In Genesis 3, in Deuteronomy, you got another warning not to mess with this book. In Proverbs, you got another warning not to mess with this book. And the very last thing he says in this book is you better not mess with it again. Go ahead, brother.
0: If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book he which testifieth these things saith surely i come quickly amen even so come lord jesus the grace of our lord jesus christ be with you all amen Man. any questions mm-hmm. in the chat room
3: uh You've got an amen. No questions.
2: Heavenly Father, thank you for this time we've had tonight, Lord, to take your book and pile it all together and come up with this wonderful ending, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, for the Spirit, for the Holy Spirit that leads and guides us and directs us in this book. And Father, we wouldn't mess with it. would it? No way. No way. Because it's precious. Or without this book we would have no wouldn't know which way we were going, up or down, there would be no reason for living at all. Your purpose and your pleasure is what this whole thing's about. And we know as a heavenly father, a loving father, that we can't even imagine the things that you have prepared for us that love you and love your book, Father, and who bow the knee before our wonderful big brother, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, that you'd bless each and every one that's in the chat room, give them the desires of their heart, Father, as long as they love you, and make an honest effort and attempt in their heart to serve you. Because you know their heart, Father, whether it's a sham or whether it's the truth. And I pray that you'd expound on that. If their desire is true and faithful, I pray that you'd give them a giant blessing, Lord, a big kiss, a big hug. Father, I pray the Spirit would draw in and be close. Give them that, that comfort, that feeling that passeth all understanding to each and every one that really and truly loves you, Lord. Father, go with us throughout the remainder of the weekend and meet back with us Sunday, Father, as we open the precious Word of Life again. and Father, I pray if there be anybody out there that's in pain and suffering, that you would give them a special blessing, give them a healing, Father, where they'll know it's from you. Father, if there's anyone out there that does not know you personally, I pray tonight, today, would be their day of salvation. And I pray the Holy Spirit would let them know that for sure. Father, I pray for anybody that's got any financial trouble that you would would somehow help them, Lord. Let them know that they need help. If they need help, let, let us know, Father, there's something we can do to help. We're brothers and sisters, Father, and we're supposed to take care of one another. Now, Father, we love you, and the greatest prayer we could ever pray is on our lips tonight as we close this program out. And they're the same words that John said at the end of this book. Even so, come Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen and amen. 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 Love you, brother. Love you, brother Kevin. Good job, brother Chad. Good job reading. Appreciate you guys in the chat room. Anything I can do to help you talk to you. Anything, you got my number. If you don't check the program before, Brother David gives it out at the end of every program. I don't think Brother Chad's got it memorized. <laughs> it's written down, but it's not handy. I'm, I'm now, don't worry about it, Brother. Don't worry about it. They can check it. If it's that important to them, they can check the program before it's at the end of the program.
0: Amen. I, I love you guys. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, uh, yeah. Take care.
2: Lord Lord willing, we will see you. Lord willing, health permitting, we will see you guys Sunday night. Love you, Brother Kevin. Talk to you Sunday morning, brother. Good night, folks. Bye, all. Good night.